0: In this episode, Dr. Nader reveals the hidden solution that could change our course and that of our planet for the future. Hello, everyone. It's a joy to be connected with you again. And I thank all those who have taken the time to be with us. It's a big, huge discussion that is taking place now in the world about climate. This discussion influences and impacts all kinds of aspects in life, human presence in different places in the world, political, national, international aspects, economic aspects, and therefore it's a subject of great importance. I am not personally a specialist in climate or a scientist of the environment, but of course, Like everyone, we are concerned about what is happening and we would like to evaluate the situation. And I'm talking to you today, we are doing this live stream because there is something that can be offered. There is actually very good news and there is also excellent news, so two kinds of news. The first news, which I say very good news, has a catch within it, and we'll talk about that. The second news is really something that brings out important solutions that are very fundamental. Now, these solutions or these proposals are important for both parts or both sides of the equation what sides of the equation is that, on the one hand, we have people who feel that climate change is not real. They feel that it's a hoax, that it is something that is invented, uh, that is not real for whatever reason. Uh, People or scientists are having wrong assessment of the data that is being presented. And that impacts on the use of resources, the standards of living, and different aspects of life. And therefore, they don't want to diminish their standard of living, their quality of life, their economy, for something that they don't believe in. So that is one side of the story. We have another side of the story, which is completely on the opposite side, where... There is a potential for actual extinction, almost as if a meteorite is going to be hitting planet Earth and everybody is going to disappear. So that creates panic, that creates what even some are calling climate rage, climate depression, climate anxiety. And they are really feeling that they are betrayed by the politicians betrayed by the leaders and particularly uh, many of the young people who are with great ideals and want to protect planet Earth are really feeling the pressure and are seen on the scene of the world today in a big way trying to mobilize themselves to create something that will awaken the awareness, the consciousness, the realization of what is happening. So ultimately, what is the, the news? Um, I'll come to the news, to the solution. But first, I want to start with a story. When I was in medical school, I had a professor of pulmonology, which is uh, the science of respiratory disease, the science of a breathing and specialist in the lungs. And he gave us very long lectures about the bad effects of smoking and how detrimental it is to smoke. So we all took notes and studied how and why smoke can harm the human physiology and particularly, of course, the lungs. and This professor was really great, very genuine and wonderful. I had a wonderful memory with him. One day, however, I was coming to class and I saw him on the outside of the hospital and he was smoking. He was smoking himself, although he gave us such compelling logic and reasons and scientific support for why one should not smoke. And that made me wonder about human behavior and human decision-making. And it's not the reason, but it's one of many reasons why I studied neurology and psychiatry and brain and cognitive science to really understand why human behavior is like that. What is the motivation? How do we make our decisions? And in the issue of climate change, whether one is on one side of the equation or on the other side of the equation, or one side of what one believes is true and is happening, or on the other side, uh, it really comes back to making the right decisions. Now, the first level of good news, if you like to call it good news, is that whether climate is so bad or not so bad, whether it has been damaged by human behavior or is a process that's happening naturally, the good news is that we have the possibility to do something about it. It means humans can actually change what is going on or if nothing is going on, if you believe that nothing is really going on, we have the choice and the chance and the possibility to prevent the danger before it arises, to act as a preventive level, on a preventive level, and prevent something that might occur that uh, can be uh, done through proper decision-making on different levels. This problem, therefore, comes with a nice possibility, you know, as a doctor sees a patient, the doctor's bad news is that the patient, if they have some problem, then there is a problem. But the bad news can be worse if nothing can be done about it. But it can come with a good news, and the good news is that some diseases, one can actually cure and one can take care of it. And even if there is no process of disease, the foreseeable future that might lead to a problem can be prevented, and that is really the good news. However, the catch in that level of good news is that people do not always do what is best like the example we have taken. You might know that uh, it's good not to smoke, and you might even lecture about it, but somehow you do not do it. You do not actually stop smoking, so you actually do the thing that you are telling people not to do. And so in human behavior, there is this level of decision-making that does not depend only on intellectual understanding, but on something very profound. In the case of addiction, obviously it's something even physiologic, where the body and the physiology starts demanding certain chemicals. But even on the level of daily behavior, and on the level of relationships, and in the level of decision-making, people do things that they assume they are doing totally, rationally and intellectually, but they are often motivated by a number of aspects that are part of how they have been educated, how they have been raised, maybe now what kind of political party they belong to, the kind of ideas they want to promote, because of their secondary gains from secondary levels. And sometimes these are actually quite hidden, quite hidden in the awareness. And one motivates and rationalizes the action based on some logical decision on the surface, whereas there are motivators that are hidden within the human mind, the human physiology, based on past, based on education, based on belief also. Because if somebody believes, for example, that everything is deterministic and there are rules and laws that control human behavior and human decision in the same way as there are laws that control physical aspects, chemical aspects, biological aspects, then one can say that for every action there is, of course, an equal and opposite reaction, and that we can, if we analyze the circumstances and the sequence of things, we can make a decision that actually we have practically no choice in our behavior. And there is also the belief that maybe there is a divine law, there is a creator that takes care of things, and maybe there is a sense of hope Uh, that we are going to be saved this way or saved that way uh, if we do this, if we pray, if we take kind of certain measures and therefore this kind of belief, uh, whether it is a deterministic belief or whether a belief in some kind of force that is going to help us will also influence uh, how we make a decision and how we look at situations and circumstances and will make us feel either you know, to live for today and take care of the things and live well today and then things will be taken care of automatically in the future. Or if we believe in responsibility and freedom and we have that kind of thinking of the sense of whatever we do uh, is in our hands, then there will be more decision-making along the direction of taking decisions that lead to results that are in a responsible way in our life. So these are just, of course, superficial aspects, but ultimately what we can know, what we can decide, depends on all these numbers of factors that include emotions, feelings, daily requirements of living uh, vision to the future. And you know we hear that some who are alarmed by the climate are feeling even the anxiety to have children, for example, because uh, they feel they don't want to bring them to the world in which there will be problem and suffering in the future. Now these and some extreme decisions can be based also on panic uh, panic reactions. And panic reactions uh, do not help to make the right decisions in general because the panic reactions lead to the activation of the fight-or-flight response in the lower parts of the brain, and they mask a little bit the intellectual ability and the ability to think and make decisions in an orderly and comprehensive manner and to take into consideration a wider range of factors that can be influencing the situation and also to think of solutions that are really uh, hidden but can be seen and can be discovered with a more restful, more alert and more open mind and intellect. So all of these factors play together and lead to decisions that sometimes take us in one direction and sometimes take us in another direction. So what is really the ultimate solution? The ultimate solution is for humans to awaken themselves to a wider range of possibilities, for humans to be creative, to be finding solutions that can balance both the needs of today and the plans for tomorrow, so to have the ability to live well today, use the energies that are needed, and at the same time be creative to balance the aspects of the environment or of nature that are being either uh, damaged by humans or they are in a cycle which leading to changes and transformations. So whether the problems that are happening or whether there are problems or not, are due to human intervention or not, and of course humans are a factor, certainly, then the good news is that we have the ability to change things. We are capable of changing things. But for that what is needed is to have the full clarity and the full alertness and awakening within so that we can handle the situation in the best possible way. So is there a way to do that? Is there a way to make, for example, the person who knows that something is not right, make them actually do what they know is to be right and not go just because there are some inner motivations? For that, we need to remove from the system that which is natural, to clear up the nervous system, the consciousness, the awareness, from these things that are preventing the individual from seeing clearly what the situation is. Because when somebody makes a decision that is not appropriate, It is because they don't see the depths of what is required. They don't see the reality from a full perspective. They don't see the long-term, short-term benefits and how to balance them. And that can be due to stress, can be due to fatigue, can be due to uh, pre-supposed or uh, pre uh, ingrained ideas and thoughts and beliefs, and that makes the individual see things from a narrower perspective. So that is why the development of awareness, the development of consciousness, is very important. And in this context, it's not just becoming aware of situations and circumstances. It's not just becoming aware of what is happening on the surface level because although this is very important and necessary, it is really improving the container of awareness, improving the ability to have broader comprehension. Because if your comprehension is narrow, then one can take the data from a certain perspective, and that perspective can be biased and lopsided, or if one is having a broad comprehension, then one can truly see things from different angles, from different perspectives. It is very important that we develop consciousness. Consciousness not only in terms of information gathering and awareness of a situation on the surface level, but also the container of consciousness must be expanded. And the container of consciousness is on both levels, One is individual human life, individual human awareness, individual human nervous system can be expanded, and therefore the intelligence, the ability to see solutions, the ability to analyze the situation from a calm, quiet intellect, and the vision of wholeness uh, that is also happening with such expansion of consciousness, allows the individual to see things not only from a narrow individual local in time and space perspective, but from a long-term wide perspective. So the sense of the self, the sense of who I am, is no more just that one small individual that is being influenced by a situation, but I am also my family, I am my friends, I am my city, I am my country, I am my world, I am my planet Earth, and therefore I realize that my reality, my true self, expands to the reality of this beautiful planet Earth that we live in and that we must protect. Whether we believe climate change is so dramatic or not, we want to prevent changes, and we can do that by being creative. And there are many creative things that are happening. And by expanding our awareness, we can truly solve these problems as many, many problems have been solved in the past. You know, when I was growing up, it was uh, nuclear Armageddon and that was the fear. You know, we had uh, all the time thinking, well, what if they attack each other? Then the whole earth can be destroyed in no time. You know, there were epidemics that were coming, and the ozone layer was kind of growing, and and all of these things. And we also felt that maybe we will have such catastrophes. But the world has grown in consciousness. And I personally have, of course, joined this program of transcendental meditation and consciousness-based education based on this knowledge and understanding and the proof of it that it is possible to expand consciousness. It is possible to expand awareness on the individual level and on the social level, on the collective level because we are not just isolated individuals that have no communication and no influence in our environment. We have deep interconnection with our environment and with our world and with our societies and our nations in such a way that we as individual, and all the other individuals create what we can call a collective awareness, a collective consciousness. And if this collective consciousness, collective awareness, is based on panic and fear, then it is not using its full potential. And therefore what is important is to improve individual consciousness, and the best way I have known or seen that can do that is to transcend, is to go within, which means to go beyond the problems on the surface, to go beyond the surface fear and considerations and go back to the inner self. And by knowing our by being established in the self, then we are able to see things from the widest possible perspective, the perspective of what we can call the laws of nature, natural law itself, because we can reach that reality which is the true inner being where the self is truly the self of everything and everyone, as we have discussed in previous live streams. And that broad awareness allows us to even see things better, to analyze the data that the scientists are producing in a better way, and to evaluate what is the true impact that is possible. This can be done on the individual level and with the group Practice and the group, uh, people, large groups of people practicing these techniques, it changes the collective awareness. And then the fear disappears, creativity rises, and the solutions come. So I personally have absolutely no fear about the future. I feel it is solid, and I feel those who want to have children but are afraid to do it. They can have their life, they can enjoy it, they can live full life and bring to this world children that are aware, that are conscious, that make decisions. Otherwise, you don't bring the children that you feel you can educate in the best possible way, and what comes up is maybe other children that are not educated will take over and they will balance in this world of democracy the situation more because they'll take over and then you will have less impact through your knowledge of reality and how things should be. And I feel that, of course, the transformation for those who feel that it's happening in a dramatic way, I feel that nature is invincible, it is orderly, and it will make the right corrections. Which means if we do not, as humans, have a proper preventative attitude and do the right things, on all levels, be it in war, in disease, in the use of energy, in having biodiversity, in balancing nature, and because we have that ability to act on nature, then nature will react and will respond. You know, the earth is like a living being. It's a Gaia. It's a living entity. And that living entity has its waters. They are like, you know, channels of life. They, they're rivers. They have the trees. They have It has its lungs. It has its digestive system. <laughs> it has its metabolism. And all of these values. And it reacts to things. And it will react. So whether we want to be beaten and battered and then correct ourselves, or whether we want to go back to ourselves, expand our awareness and work together whether we believe that it's for only prevention or for cure of the problem of the climate, it doesn't matter. We can do something about making life better and more balanced on the basis of an expanded individual awareness and an expanded collective awareness and that is what can be done and that can save us from having to do it under the pressure of mother nature that will actually like a mother beat us and (laughs) batter us until we realize but from my side I am 100 percent sure that things will be alright, there is no need to panic we join hands together, we expand our awareness we raise our collective consciousness and we live in a world that can really really be heavenly. We have so many beautiful things happening in the world. Of course, there are many other things, but the world has changed, has grown. The awareness about you know, human rights, about climate, about the environment, about biodiversity is much higher than any time in the history of mankind, and that is due to the rise in awareness and collective consciousness and things will be absolutely great and better. So we just rejoice in this beautiful planet Earth that we have and we enjoy its gifts and make sure we live with it in a balanced way and maintain its own balance. I am told we have some questions that are coming and the question is, do we all need to be vegan or stop eating meat? The studies on the climate actually show that there is an advantage for the individual as a healthwise and for even the climate uh, not to depend too much on meat. Now vegan uh, of course also that means not depend on milk and you know yogurt and and cheese and all of that so that the cattle are less but those who like to eat milk and cheese then uh, it can be fine there is uh, there are new studies and this is where creativity comes where some cows have been vaccinated against some of the bacteria and some of the different things in their guts that actually lead to the production of methane which is uh, one of the greatest greenhouse effects you know the this uh, effect of uh, global warming. So here we have some solutions also but in general meat is being seen not to be very healthy for the individual and the use of a lot of you know cattle and the way it's going is not necessarily ideal for the environment but that is one of the things that can be done. Uh, it has to be a global undertaking of different factors that will allow us to prevent problems of the climate and for the individual. So what can we do beyond individual actions, consumer choices? This Maxime is asking this question. Um, Individual is part of society and if the individuals already deepens their awareness and opens their consciousness and broadens their thinking, they are also contributing to broadening and expanding the awareness and the consciousness of society. So, of course, together what we can do is inform each other about the importance of the development of consciousness, and then on the practical level, do whatever our vocation is, and do it in the right way, in the best possible way. Of course, information, inspiring things that are happening, sharing knowledge is very important. But ultimately, the real solution is in the expansion of consciousness, in the development of a greater awareness. And that's why we can encourage others and our friends to practice, for example, transcendental meditation, which allows the nervous system to be cleared from stresses and disease, as shown scientifically, and opens up the awareness and the reserves of the brain. And the collective even practice of these techniques have shown to reduce crime, to reduce problems, and they have a very profound effect on collective consciousness. So individually and collectively, this is very powerful technology. Planting trees would be helpful. Of course, that would be wonderful. These are some of the things that we can do, and also part of creativity. See, this kind of solution is very important. Now there are also some beautiful programs to have trees planted on buildings. And you see these trees and green buildings. They are absolutely wonderful. You think it's a big tree when you look at it. Big, long, tall building, but full of trees and plants and all of that, and people are really enjoying living in these. And this is also one great solution, one rather easy solution, it's only a question of planning, and it is happening, it is happening. So, the rise in awareness, the rise in creativity will lead to such solutions, and the world will be absolutely wonderful and continue to be wonderful. Does weather manipulation affect us? Weather manipulation is not yet a very good exact science. You know, people have thought if it can explode a bomb in the middle of the hurricane, what will happen? But the scientists tell us nothing much will happen. <laughs> so, um, manipulating the weather, you know, by doing things like that, it could be possible, it could become possible. We can find ways but indirectly to manipulate the weather or uh, let's say adjust the weather and adjust the climate. So we can have more plants, we can have less emission of uh, carbon dioxide, of methane and all of that. And these are relatively things that are very simple to do. It's only the need, uh, the requirement that actually for people to do it. And that reminds me of a great scientist of the environment. I want to read a quote from that scientist. It's Gus Spetz who studied the environment and it's a very interesting realization which actually can, can help us understand exactly what we're talking about today. He says, I used to think the top environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse and climate change. I thought that with 30 years of good science, we would address those problems. But I was wrong, he says. The top environmental problems are selfishness, greed, and apathy. And to deal with those, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation. And we scientists don't know how to do that. So that is why I felt inspired to address you, even though, again, I'm not a specialist in the climate, but like everyone, I am a concerned citizen. And I see both sides of the story. And I know we have a solution to develop consciousness, to awaken through, if you like, spirituality, which means to go beyond just the material day-to-day, uh, running after specific things and be only material values that are important, but the importance of raising consciousness, the importance of thinking of our environment, thinking of others, and that this anthropocentrism, which means that the whole planet, the whole universe, is just made for us and we can just choose it the way we are, like uh, the the way we are likely to want to use it and uh, misuse it and all of that is to some extent can be seen as correct but uh, to many extents it is limited in its perspective because even if we want to see that everything is for us then let us make those things that are for us healthy and happy so that we can have with them a very good relation, and a continually growing and profitable commensal kind of togetherness relationship. Why doesn't the knowledge and data provide environmental awareness? Well, there is enough data to show that there are things that are happening, but there are others that actually question some of the data. And you know, there have been uh, thoughts that maybe a small ice age was going to come. Already like 25, 35 years ago, or 40 years ago, some environmentalists thought, oh, we're coming into a small ice age. And then things turned around and now we are into a global warming that is excessive and, you know uh, this solution of things. So, The data are important, they are very important, and they do indicate something is happening. So, to be aware of that is very important, is very important. But, in the same example as we use, like the professor who teaches about smoking, but who himself is a smoker or was a smoker, actually, he passed away from lung disease, unfortunately. so he knew he knew more than anybody he was teaching that but he didn't do it so the data themselves we can doubt them we can question them but even if we know them and if they seem to be absolutely accurate people don't do it and we see this we have been talking about you know the world has been talking about global warming the scientists have been giving lectures etc and suddenly right even this year and in this time when this knowledge has been coming out and all of that, you see countries coming back to coal production, uh, going out of treaties for the environment and all of that. The leaders are true, caring people, and maybe they know something that we don't know, and they don't believe in this or they believe in that, but in any case, we need to raise awareness. The awareness not only on the level of information but on the level of the ability to see more than narrow vision, to see globally, to see wholly in a holistic way. What this requires is a calm, settled mind so that the reactions are not based on uh, knee-jerk effects and uh, localized, small kind of individual benefit thinking, but thinking over long term in a wide way. So there are these two values. Again, there is we want to live a good life today. We want to use our energies and our natural resources in the best possible way. We don't want to panic. We don't want to start making decisions that are detrimental to our growth and to the strengths of our nations, politically, economically, etc. At the same time, we want a global, long-term understanding and prevention of all problems that might occur due to war, famine. Um, There are other problems that can damage the agriculture. There are uh, many things that can happen uh, from plagues and diseases and all of that and viruses, <laughs> and we have been able to manage all of this. Human life has been growing in a wonderful way, and the statistics show beautiful things. So I want the young people and older people to be happy, uh, to feel confident, and not to let panic take over, but to come back to themselves, relax, trust in life, trust in nature, trust in planet Earth, expand their awareness, and lead the world to a heavenly life on Earth. And that is truly possible. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.